1: Everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-free, review, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, good to see you.
2: Good to see you, too. It's
0: like, now I know where you're sitting. Like, I know what you can see. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm down here in my little man cave. So yep. <laughs> Next, we've got Peter. Pop Pete. of the evening to you both.
0: <laughs> and Heat
1: is cut off. So <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, we have got Steve. Steve, good to see you this evening.
3: Hi, everyone.
1: Hey guys if you have not al- already please like subscribe share we are everywhere at plus platoon facebook twitter instagram youtube search plus platoon
4: it's us are so you we're everything everywhere all at once there derek no cuz that's cultural <laughs> appropriation and i'm not going there so
1: <laughs> nice um so with it being st patrick's day this friday we oh, decided yeah. to go to probably the most well known disney movie about St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, which is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Um, it was one of the 1950s live action uh, Disney movies that came across, you know, same, lane, same time as Old Yeller and Love Bug and all those. And it followed, the main idea is this older gentleman can see and talk to leprechauns. And no one really believes him, but yet they kind of believe him a little bit because it's, it's one of those crazy old Maurice always good for a laugh type thing is what he really kind of reminded me of. Yep. Then uh, the side plot is he is the caretaker of the manor house of the uh, lord of the area. And he's not really doing his job because he's old. And so James Bond, I mean Sean Connery comes in and is the new choice for the caretaker of the area. Well, as there always is, there's a girl. It's Darby, it's Darby's granddaughter. No, his daughter. His
2: daughter. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. It's his daughter. The age difference on that was a little rough. <laughs> Um, that's fair. He could he could have had her when he was like forty five. She was a happy accident then, <laughs> um, or a surprise. Nice. Um, which uh, you actually have seen that actress before. I can guarantee you, you've seen that actress before. Yeah, we watched. She was, in, she was we watched another movie in uh, Swiss Family Robinson.
2: Oh, that's why she looked familiar.
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. And to make a long story short, um, the Sean Connery character ends up with the girl, of course, and the grandfather offers to sacrifice his life to save the girl who had an accident. And then the leprechaun actually kind of works with him to get him back to life, which was kind of cool. So... Running time is an hour 25. And Pete, I'm going to start with you on this one.
4: What if this had the luck of the Irish? James Bond sings. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, I don't think we've ever seen that in a movie before. I can't remember ever seeing Sean Connery singing in a movie. If,
1: we have right. not because he was he hated the fact that he had to sing and it was not dubbed. That was actually his
4: voice yeah he did okay um no it was was, is is fun seeing sean connery in a pre-james bond role um i do like janet monroe had a very short career sadly Uh, sadly she she died at a pretty young age um but she was also in third man on the mountain she was in a number a few disney movies yeah um she was also in this really um one of my favorite cheesy fifties horror movies called the crawling eye where um, there it's, it's set in like the Swiss mountains and there's these giant eyeballs and uh, it's (laughs) really, it's really bad, but so I like her a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, um, The effects were really good. I thought these, the split screen effects with the leprechauns, especially for 1999. I thought were very effective that you know there wasn't there wasn't a lot of flaws to it i mean there were some other effects that weren't the greatest but i thought that part of the effects was good um and i will turn it over to steve if he has anything else
3: um i'm gonna add i feel like the special effects um except for the banshee near the end that seems a little outdated held up really well and again like derek you said considering it's from 1959 um it held up there's a couple moments where where it was like uh you need to work on that um i think the base storyline not counting the love interest story um was pretty good it all tied neck nicely together by the time you got to the end um enough where it caught me off sort of caught off right i went oh that goes all the way the back to the beginning yeah yes so derek what would you say um
1: i would agree with the effects um they actually did some reading. They actually did a lot of the leprechaun and the um and Darby O'Gill scenes. were. Act- it was actually a practical effect where he was just that much closer to the camera, and so oh, they wow. play against each other rather than it tr- being a true split screen. He was playing here, and the king was way back here Talk, but they were lined up so they were talking. Uh, you can kind of tell that like when he was walking along with the little dancing leprechauns you can see the edge of where he of the platform essentially he was walking on down to the actual leprechauns so
4: mm-hmm.
1: um i love that part of it i liked for what it was the acting was okay um there was the i mean the 50s disney over the top acting but it was there was nothing terrible about the acting for the most part um I like Darby O'Gill's character, honestly. And again, it's almost you almost feel sorry for him because it's at the end, near the end, you realize they're mostly laughing at him. Yeah. But at the same time, they all know he's harmless. So, there's that. So, I don't know. Kate, what worked for you?
2: I mean, you guys said most of mine. Um, I had to like going into it I went in with extremely low expectations. Um man, Sean Connery was a smoke show. He is so cute. I've only <laughs> ever seen him like 60 plus and he's 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 hot.
1: He's a Goldfinger.
2: I don't think I've ever watched Goldfinger. <laughs> I think Pierce Brosnan <laughs> was my first was my
4: first. You're you're allowed to go back and watch old movies, Kate. Yeah, Yeah, I know.
2: I know. Um, But uh, so he was a smoke show. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't nearly as culturally inappropriate as I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. I was expecting it to be really, really cringy. And it was not.
1: To me, it was more of a respectful type of, you know, the Irish folklore.
2: Yeah, and they didn't use like they didn't use genetically little people, which I thought they were going to do. I was like this no. could be really bad. <laughs> um uh the acting was good. I was also impressed with the the what I thought was split screen um the the depth perception um I was like, man, for 1958-59, for this isn't half bad. Um it, it held my attention better than The Mandalorian did.
1: <laughs> well get there, Kate, those are funny so, words.
2: Uh but yeah, that it wasn't, it wasn't. I probably won't watch it again, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. Now that being said, Steve what came from the evil Banshees? Um,
3: first, that Banshee is terrifying. If I, if I remember seeing this as a kid, I would have been so scared. Um, special effects are weak on that, but that was a terrifying Banshee. Um, I did not like the love story between Sean Connery and Katie. It was a snore fast. It There was no spark there. Um, that storyline could have gone completely away. And I think the story still would have been fine. Okay.
1: Well, there is a wonderful line in this story where something along the lines of whiskey makes you angry and argumentative. But if you're going to be polite and cordial, you drank a porter like a Guinness. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm not sure many people are going to argue with me on this one. Um. It was a snooze fest, to be perfectly honest. It was so slow. Even if I, I watched it with my wife and we were 40, 45 minutes into about, about 35 or 40 minutes into it. And she's going, we aren't even halfway through this thing yet.
2: I did the exact same thing.
1: Um, It just it doesn't move at all. I agree. The the love story is incredibly forced, incredibly forced. I would have had him do something else where some other subplot with the like the side leprechauns, like trying to get the king back. That would have been more entertaining than the love story. There was no chemistry between them at all. Um, no. So this was just it was not a good movie, which is surprising because of the director. Director was Robert Stevenson. Basically, if you saw a live action Disney movie in the 50s and 60s, Robert Stevenson directed it. He did Old Yeller, Herbie the Love Bug. He did Mary Poppins. He did all of the classic Disneys. He did Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those where... Which are not boring movies. <laughs> no. Eh, no. For the most part. Um, one of them is an incredibly sad movie, but... Yeah. No, they are not boring movies. As a matter of fact, one of them is probably in my top 25 of all time. Being Mary, Mary Poppins is, for what it is, is a great movie. Mm-hmm. This is not. And I'm not sure. This was based on a book of Darby O'Gill stories. That this actually came out one year after the copyright expired. Which tells you these stories were written back in the mid to late 1800s. Yeah. They're not great stories. There wasn't much there there. But, um, and as far as the special effects, it's interesting. The lighting on the dancing of the leprechauns. That had so many lights. That when they turned it on one time without notifying the power company, it shut down. It, it shut down half of Burbank's power. It pulled so much power in. So wow. Yeah, that was a big set. That was a huge, especially because you didn't realize how far back they had to be for Darby O'Gill to seem closer. Right. So, Kate, anything didn't anything else didn't work for you?
2: Um. So I fell asleep halfway through this movie (laughs) and then i woke up and had to like rewind and and but uh yeah it was just and i did the same thing where i was like surely surely we're halfway through and we were like 25 minutes into it like because it it was very slow it it didn't like as a whole if i'm like oh oh Okay, yeah, like, I get the storyline. Like, if Casey asked me to describe it, okay, it's about this. But now Pete's got me all sorts of thinking as to if this was, like, if he was just a crazy person or if the <laughs> Leprechauns. Actually, like, now we're getting into, like, Inception level.
1: And for And for those who weren't part of it, Pete, your question before
4: we came on was? Yeah, so I asked, and I think this would be a much more interesting movie if they played this up is Darby o, is this a story of Darby O'Gill and the happy leprechauns or is this a story of Darby O'Gill being driven into insanity by the circumstances of his life in which he imagines all these things happen because if you pay attention to the movie, no one actually sees the leprechauns or the Banshee or anything but him. Spoiler alert, I guess, but we say we do spoilers. Um, the only thing and I, can argue I think if that. they I think if they played that up more, as you mentioned, crazy old Maurice, like maybe maybe there'd been a subplot of they think he's going nuts and yeah. they're they're, yeah. they're trying to get him into the mental institution or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it they may have been a more that, entertaining movie. I kind of say that because that's one of the reasons why they're
1: you know really not regretting replacing him as the caretaker because he spends so much time telling stories in the pub
4: well yeah and they I mean they imply that like people some people believe him some people don't believe him but they just they just kind of take him as the crackpot or whatever yes. but like if there'd been like some consequence to that it might have made it like like there were there never felt like there was any I mean even though there was they put a deadline in this movie sort of of you know they had to be out in two weeks I didn't feel like there was any sort of urgency in this movie at all until the very end when, uh, Katie falls down and whatever happens to her. I'm not really sure, but yeah. And can we talk about how those two weeks,
1: it's like a day, a day, a day. And all of a sudden it's two weeks later, two weeks later. And nobody
4: knows that it's two weeks later until you see her packing. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's was somehow, somehow that time went by. He was just carrying that leprechaun around in a bag for two weeks. Um, but I agree with what everybody said about this movie. It was just very boring for an 85 minute movie. It felt like it was two hours Yeah. Um, in my I thought I'd seen this movie, but I think I might be. And I knew this going in. There's another movie around the same time. Sixties called the Gnome Mobile. About <laughs> leprechauns, and I think I might have combined it in my head or something, um, and been more entertained by that other movie. I don't know, but this No Mobile, I
2: love this, that. This
4: was, uh,
1: this was not a good movie, which was oh. actually the No Mobile was also a Disney production.
4: Oh, was it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, uh, the only thing I remembered from it was by Robert Stevenson yeah oh well there you go so they they probably used the same sets over (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah no this was not a good movie it was it was too slow not really enough happened uh as i said the the whole the whole like even the scene the the leprechaun the scene where he goes into the leprechaun's lair takes was forever. Boring. It was so boring, and just like this should be the magical part, and it he wasn't. also
2: wasn't playing the violin.
4: Oh no! Oh no! No no! He
2: no, wasn't no, playing no. the violin.
1: Okay, now actually, there were a couple shots where he was because what they did, and there was a couple shots where the hands are actually moving. Basically, they got two violin experts, where one was the hand and one was moving the bow, and he just kind of stood there. <laughs>
2: Oy.
4: Yeah. I don't know how, you, how you find out all this information, but I was I wasn't I wasn't noticing any of that because I was too bored by ten minutes, what seemed like ten minutes of oh, leprechauns dancing. Was. And then it was ten minutes of dancing. And then was it? Okay, well yes. then I guess I feel better. Uh and then they all get mini little tiny horses, which Yeah, like, they did. That blew yes. my mind. I was like, I've never heard of that in legend. <laughs> And then yeah, the, two, the two who
1: discover him have magic, and then they never use it again. Well, that's and, true. And see, that's where I thought they were going to come in and say, have like his lieutenant, because his lieutenant's going to be looking for him for the two weeks. And right. say, right. yeah. Now the other, the other, the other plot problem, which you know, if we're really going to dive into plot problems, um, if he's not a, able to, ch- and goes back to what Pete's asking, if he's not able to change his form during the daytime. And he is supposedly looking in and seeing in the bag in the bar, but then the bag gets knocked down and the rabbit comes out. Yep.
4: That's during the daytime. Right. That is during the daytime. A more proof that he's a crazy man. That yep. actually he did just have a rabbit in a bag. Oh. And and that's that's why I'm saying is like if you if you look at it from a, a certain point of view, he's just a crazy man carrying a rabbit, around a rabbit in a bag for two weeks. Mm. <laughs>
2: Huh. Man, I wish I had thought, I wish I had heard that example before watching the movie. Like, I wish I had, like, is this really about a man who finds a leprechaun, or is he just crazy?
3: And for you take it, he's found the leprechaun more than once, if you're following the plot lines. Because they're supposed to have had a long friendship, and King Brian always tricks
1: Darby out of his
3: wishes.
4: Yep. Although
3: that
1: one at the end he it that one at the end he did on purpose it seemed like yes right okay. well and yes to, to, to save him
3: but Darby did not know that but you think by then
4: yes. yeah you would think he would learn if you see a but, leprechaun but, I mean, but only three at- and but there's even like implications that he's yeah. crazy because he's crazy. Because like at the end they say, Yeah, they found you in the mud next to the yeah to the carriage. Yeah. You know, you 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 weren't going anywhere. You're just so I said I I wish they'd played that up more. I think it would have made for a more interesting movie, though probably yeah. slightly more disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would agree. And we as got and we not only did we have crazy old Maurice, we had Gaston in this movie too. We did have Gaston in this movie too. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And the beast is Sean Connery. Yep. That's how it would work. Yeah. (laughs) All right. As we always do. It's pretty hairy. We rate every movie (laughs) that we watch out of five cups of pixie dust. Kate,
4: I'm going to start with you. What would you be rating out of five?
2: Oh, I'll give it a two.
4: Yeah, two, two was in my mind. I didn't, I didn't feel violently offended by watching it, but I would, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, two man. Yeah. It's straight twos, guys. It's
1: it's a it's a two across the board. Uh,
3: now we all agree. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's not a good very movie. often. It's not the worst we've seen, but it's not a good movie. It's not yeah. one to go out and watch. There are other much better movies on Disney Plus.
2: Look at the Irish.
4: Yeah, if you're a if you're an early Disney completist sure but yeah there's way better ones than this or have been
1: from talked those early into, days or have been talked into it by all those Disneyland people saying oh his house is at Disneyland <laughs> actually Wait, that's his not house his house
3: Disneyland. that's not his house that's the little man that's the, the little house the little, at, b- that the yeah. little man house at Disneyland next to Indiana Jones is from a Donald Duck um, golden book the little bit of Disneyland. They
2: were saying it was Darby O'Malley's house, o- O'Leary's house. Oh, King
1: Brian's house, oh. King Brian's house. No, I've heard I've heard that it was though. Yeah. And it's one of those where yeah, don't watch this guys. We watched it so you don't have to. For, For Sure. Let's go look yeah. at the house. So. okay, This week in season 3 of The Mandalorian, which is the other show we've been covering, we had chapter 18. In chapter 18, he goes to the mines of Mandalore and finds the living waters. Pete,
4: what were your thoughts on this episode? <laughs> well, I liked this a lot better in the first episode. It felt like it was actually moving the story forward, which the first episode did not. Um, it was it, it felt a little drawn out. Um, but I did, um, I did kind of like the little subplot where, uh, Grogu has to go and, and track, uh, you know, Ma- Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalorian gets captured by, uh, a uh I don't know, spider bot. Yeah, something <laughs> I don't, I don't, we don't even know what that is. So that's nothing star Warsy that we've seen before. I don't think, um, but, uh, you know, uh, Gina's not here to confirm that. She would know for certain, but I don't, I don't think we've seen a creature like that before. Um, but anyways, he goes and uh, gets, uh, um, how do I not remember her name now? bo Bo-Katan. Bokatan. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically uh, he goes to the, he goes to the planet, finds out that there's still oxygen there that you can breathe. It's fine to go down in the mines. He goes in, he gets captured. Baby Yoda, escapes takes the ship back to Bo-Katan. She, even though she's all pissed at Mando, she decides to go and rescue him anyways. Um, and she saves the day of course Uh, And then she still takes him. She's way too nice to this guy. Um, She still takes him to the mines and the, the waters of Mandalore. And I don't know if this is intentional, but like saves him again, by the way. Well, yes. And saves him. She saves him multiple times, but, but there's like a, she's like, okay, I'm going to take you there. And then there's like a plaque there. And all I could (laughs) think of is this is clearly a tourist attraction, but like his, (laughs) his, his, his his cult sect thinks it's this magical place, but, it's actually just like for Taurus a uh, Mandalore to go look at the magical waters of Mandalore, but then at the very end, he is dragged down or falls down into the into the water. I'm not. He's he's drugged down by
1: Beowulf. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, what it had to feel for me is this creature that was supposedly dead, this magic creature, right? And it sucks him down and throws him all the way to the bottom. And we come to find out the creature's not dead.
4: Yes, so that so that's so that's a mythosaur, and the story of Mandalore is that Mandalore was founded by, or or the first king of Mandalore defeated the mythosaur in the minds of, and supposedly mythosaurs were they're kind of mythical creatures that they were they're extinct anyways. It's so (laughs) right, right. Well, kind of, yeah. No, it is. I mean, the king goes and kills the
1: monster, right? And ends up getting hurt by another monster
4: that's very, very similar. So, right. so, um, you know, so it's, I, I, again, I think, I think this whole plot is going to be about reuni- reuniting the Mandalores. And, uh, so Bo Katan essentially sees the Mythosaur because I think Mando is unconscious. Unconscious. Um, but she's gotta be thinking, like, holy cow, we can, you know. Because from the from the first episode, she's all pissed off at the other Mandalorians that all they all wanna like they're all very culty. <laughs> the, the Mandalorians, even the regular Mandalorians are very culty. But anyways, I liked this episode better than the first one. It's still not up to the previous two seasons. Um and I uh so That's where I'm at. I don't know what the rest of you thought.
2: I just can't figure out why. Why can I not get into Star Wars the way I get into Marvel?
4: You can't
1: count this against it. You can't. No, no,
2: no, no, no. (laughs) But I'm just mean as a whole. I want to love Star Wars. I want to be a diehard Star Wars fan. I want to be able to know all of the species. I want like. I want to love Star Wars. I do. And I just can't get into it. And I cannot figure out why. Because I can get into Marvel. And there's a lot of similarities in Marvel versus Star Wars where there are a lot of species. There's a lot of different planets. People speak different languages. There's different there's robotics 10,
4: characters <laughs> huh? there's ten thousand characters and five hundred
1: thousand things you have to watch right, and yeah. there's
2: spin offs like i I just cannot and I'm bothered by it because I want to love Star Wars, and I just am having a hard time.
3: I, I think into it's because it. Star Wars is a space opera, so it's slow moving
2: yeah or I think
3: I think Marvel is more boom 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 more like the action pace
2: yeah it just makes me sad because i want to love star wars and i i just
3: yeah
4: like did you watch the first season of mandalorian because i really i i I I really loved the first season um this it's it's starting to it's getting much more um into the myth of star wars yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. I mean, let's,
2: oh, let's, let's, I just read something on the Disney Plus news. Sorry. Yeah, something I, I, got I, I, added I, I, to the hey, Disney Plus hey, news.
1: Hey. Um, <laughs> <what>?
2: <laughs> I don't That's, know how I feel about this being added to the Disney Plus news.
1: This was a 40 minute episode that could have been 20 minutes. Yes, it could have. Yeah. Uh, the time just nothing happened, or more happened than the first episode. But the whole subplot of him still trying to find the chip to get the
4: robot. And so all of a sudden he gets the droid from the Jawas. That right. The, yeah. On. No, that, that whole, and that whole thing was stupid. Cause like in the first episode, it was half about the, finding IG 11, like, not going to be able to be able to fix his robot. And then they toss that out in this episode. And it's like, well, what's the point of having that? But uh, what I will say about this show is they've always had, it's always been rather side questy. It's to, to use to use a uh, video game term. Okay. Yeah. It you know there's there's like this one main plot, but half the episodes are completely not about the main plot. They're about some kind of little side mission that he ends up going on. Um, yes, he had
3: to go do that long side quest to go pick up the potion to go fix this.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, this this one had a had a baby uh, Yoda side quest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about how okay? And correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm sure I am, the only person who's supposed to be able to wield the Darksaber well is its rightful owner. Am I correct on that, Pete? So, yes. So the. Okay. the Okay. Right. So if that, the answer is yes, you'll notice that oh, man. Mandalorian struggles with controlling it. Yes. Boca-Tan picks it up, and all of a sudden she's, you know, flopping it all around like Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, yes. Okay. Young Obi Wan Kenobi, not old Obi Wan Kenobi. So yes, I mean to me that's just that's one of those moments where wait a minute this should be Katans. Yeah, well, so, but she, isn't
3: the legend she has to win it in battle or has that, to be given to her? Has, no, she no, has it, to has she has to win it, has in it in battle.
4: Okay. Yeah. In fact, she again we're going back to the cartoons, but she was she was given it at one point. She had she had the. Dark saber, at one point, but it was given to her, mm-hmm. and because of that, she wasn't really respected. So oh. that's that's another reason that she's kind of she was kind of pissed that he won it, and maybe that's where
3: it's going. She's going to be the rightful ruler of Mandalore by I'll the think end of the well, season. Well, and I don't
4: think, and I don't think
1: the I don't think uh El uh, or whatever his name is Jin. Oh, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yes, guys, Kalel, Superman's dad. So anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't think the Mandalorian will fight her for it. I think he would give it to her. At the end of the season, I think that's what's gonna happen is he's gonna end up giving it giving her because now he has swum in swam. Swimmed. swam, swam swimmed. Right. In, so his so, in so living, his in these living waters. So right. now he is in theory back with the cult back with his super dark cult his cult,
4: right well again I I, I've I've still thought all along that the season is going to be about reuniting the clans of Mandalore so to speak oh yeah so you know part part of that is the what are they called now the children of something Children, the of the of the oh, Children of the watch. Children of the watch, they're called and they're not Children called the Death of Watch the Corn. Children <laughs> of the corn, yeah. <laughs> totally different movie.
0: Totally Ooh, different that,
2: movie. Would be a, that would be a change.
4: So, but but and I think one of the problems with the show that they avoided in the first season and most of the second season is there's a lot of lore to the Mandalorians in Star Wars, but it's mostly in the animated shows. So a lot of people don't know it. And, and now they're kind of need to know it to enjoy the first two seasons right you didn't need to know it to enjoy the first two seasons but I think now they're getting into the weeds and if you've seen all that stuff you go oh yeah this is okay but if you haven't seen it it's yeah I think I think it's getting a little too um Inside-y.
1: yes yeah too many too many inside yeah. tracks that Oh, I know this. If I've seen season 14, episode 37 of the Clone Wars, but only if you see this special extended edition that has that extra 30 seconds. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's always a problem with star Wars is stuff for the hardcore fans versus stuff for the, the general, the casual viewer and the general public. And I thought, the show originally did a really good job of not going too far into that kind of stuff. Uh, even though they had Mandalorians, but like people were like, Oh yeah, Boba Fett. He looks like Boba Fett. I know who Boba Fett is. And, but now it's like, Oh, and the mythosaur and he's going to, you know, reunite the tribes and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's, everybody's just kind of like, yawn. <laughs> so Dan, if the myth, if the
1: mythosaur or if a mythosaur is still alive, is Bo-Katan going to prove her leadership by going down and actually bringing the head up? So it actually has these token? because the, the little skull symbol of the Mandalorians is the yes. skull of the mythosaur. So is,
4: if there's one still alive, is that how they're going to determine who should that, really be the rightful owner? That's, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen is that someone is going to have to, and they're going to have to battle the mythosaur out of the mythosaur and the rock. And who can ever pull the sword out is. Oh wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> so as as long as we can sing, uh, we're knights of the round table. We dance whenever we're able. <laughs> so, Kate, it's a deep cut. That that is
1: a deep cut for the, for those of you Mon- Monty Python fans out I there. I was going to say a, that's
0: Monty, Monty Python. Python. Yeah. Monty
1: Python. Is on, is not on Disney Plus. No. Kate, what have we yeah. got for Disney Plus news this week?
2: So first up in the Disney Plus news, Bob Iger officially confirmed that Star Wars Acolyte. Did I say that right? Yep. Uh, will premiere in 2024. I don't know what that means, but it's going pre- it, to premiere. It
1: follows basically some Sith
4: trainees. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's a show that's, it'll be the first thing that's set way before everything
2: got it that we've okay. seen so
4: far so like right now uh phantom menace is like the first thing in star uh, wars this uh-huh. is set like 200 years before phantom menace
2: okay excellent
4: so it will still have yoda in it and we could still have yoda in it but nobody else
2: <laughs> and next up and this is what i don't know how i feel about this got
4: you off guard
2: the punisher will be in the new Daredevil series bringing more action to the series. I have big feelings about this because I did not enjoy in fact The Punisher season 2 was my least favorite thing that I watched. The Punisher is really dark. And while I get it Infinity Wars was dark,
1: not the that. is pu-
2: Punisher's like a whole other level of gory and dark and mean. And so, I already don't like what they're doing the how they're playing Matt Murdock's character. I don't really like. I didn't like what they did with him in She-Hulk. I this is not good news to me.
4: I'm indifferent, yeah. but yeah, they they can't go as dark as the Punisher. Sure.
2: Right. So then are they gonna make it because they've all cause the Punisher and Daredevil were both on the darker side. Daredevil was leaps and bounds a better show. But so now are they gonna make it are they gonna like Disney fy the Punisher and make him like soft?
1: No, they're gonna MCU ify the Punisher. Where all the violence will happen off screen,
2: uh, it it's just it.
1: Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll he'll. But think about Moon Knight and all the violence in that that happened that we didn't actually see.
2: Yeah, I just feel like there's so many other Marvel characters that are in the MCU that have had TV shows. Bring in Luke Cage. Bring in Iron Fist. Even though I didn't really care for Iron Fist, there, I did the Punisher? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I will hold judgment as much as I can until I see it but I don't know how much I agree with this one.
4: Yeah, and the other thing I've heard is that they're not bringing back the actor that played fog- Foggy? Is that his <gasps>
2: name? And yeah, yes, it's Foggy. Yes, it's yeah. Foggy. That's correct.
4: Fo- no, not Fozzy. Ah. Ah, fog.
2: They can't. What? No! You guys know him. If you don't know who Foggy is, he was in the Mighty Ducks, and he was in um, he was in the original Mighty Ducks movie, and then he was in the team that came back in the series. I can't remember his name. Um, the
4: actor, yeah. But anyways, uh, Foggy is his is his law partner, right?
2: Right. And uh, then he has, Elvin then he has a, Henson.
4: Yeah, and then he has a oh, secretary. Really oh. Oh, gets one out of Bolton. Fulton Reed.
2: Is that who yeah. he was?
1: Bolton was who he was in Mighty Ducks. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. So and, he's and so then, good. He is the perfect Foggy.
4: <sighs> yeah, and then the secretary also is not coming Karen? back. Karen, they recast
2: yeah. Karen. I. Can't. They haven't said they recast.
4: Karen? They just ha- they just haven't said that they're coming back. And they've started shooting. So.
2: Oh, I yeah, just feel I like I'm gonna hate I mean, it. I mean they
4: can't they can't not have foggy. The He's club. like Yeah. The uh, club day, I know I'm gonna hate it.
1: So <laughs>
2: But Derek, the, the original Daredevils are so good. In my opinion, the best T V show of the MCU. And we are currently sitting in the middle of season seven, Agents of Shield right now. So Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So next week we've actually got something that is coming out this Friday. So, um, coming next week, Bono and the Edge from U2, who are from Ireland, have filmed a documentary going back and revisiting Ireland. It's a book called Bono and the Edge, A Sort of Homecoming with David Letterman. That's the part that's, I'm not sure. How, and yes, he still looks like Mountain Man. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the big bushy beard, yeah. Like
2: have you watched... Have you watched his his series, um, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction? Nope. It's actually pretty good. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them are pretty good.
1: Okay. So this is what we're watching. Guys, I have no idea what this is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be music-focused. I don't know if it's going to be personality and location-focused. I have no idea. I just know it's about Ireland and Irish music, the Irish uh, musicians, and it's coming out on St. Patrick's Day, which is this coming Friday. So... And yeah, were, you know, uh,
4: for for those that know their YouTube, a sort of homecoming is the name of one of their songs on the album Unforgettable Fire. I was a pretty big okay. YouTube fan back in the day okay. so uh,
1: I would I was not, but some other stuff's okay some other stuff is okay yawn so <laughs> I don't I guess I still haven't found what I'm looking for.
3: Oh,
2: well played played.
1: and if you haven't found what you're looking for on here yet please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com there's going to be a lot of the month of April we're going to need suggestions we need suggestions on what to watch during the month of April because not much is coming out so I mean because let's face it we can't do a whole episode on a Mandalorian show because gosh we can't do a whole episode on a Mandalorian show (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. Nobody
4: wants us to do a call no, we, we don't, to do we don't need to talk about it for right. 40 minutes for sure. So
1: if you've got suggestions, please email us plusplatoon at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere at Plusplatoon. We have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all major podcasting services. Make sure to subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Kate, Pete, Steve, thank you so much, and we will see everyone next week. Bye guys. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Bye.
0: Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, Go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon.